Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today I want to talk about nutrition and care. There's a lot of options out there, but I think the more we keep it simple, the better. I believe in feeding horses high quality hay, and I think that should be the bulk of their diet. I personally feed a mix of orchard and alfalfa. Um, I know people that have horses here in the South that have been raised with coastal and alfalfa and do just fine, but you have to be careful with some of those types of hays. Um, you know, the grass hays will give you the fiber and the roughage that horses need, where your alfalfa is high in protein and calcium, and also... Um, can buffer for like ulcers and such, but you don't want to be on a straight diet of alfalfa either because it's all about balance. If you fed a horse straight coastal, they may overindulge on that grass hay and it's very fine and they can get impaction colics. If you just do straight alfalfa, you can have so much calcium that it can suppress magnesium and it can also cause uh, stones in the stomach, intestines, etc. Um, that was a problem in California. I even lost a pony to a stone, erythrolytes, um, if that's how you say it correctly. It's early. But, um, you know, you have to just try to think of it as a balance. In Florida, we have a lot of grass pastures, so a lot of people use the compressed alfalfa. But in the winter when there is no grass, you may want to consider a balance of a grass hay with a legume like alfalfa or peanut hay. It seems popular in the south as well. Um, being in Colorado for eight years, the timothy was popular. So I fed timothy and alfalfa there. When I came to the south, there was more a variety of hays from Bermudas and Orchard and Timothy is all shipped here. And then that was the first time I saw peanut hay as well. So again, peanut and alfalfa are more of your legume and they're the higher protein hays. Um, you want to have a mix of your quality grass with your, uh, you know, with your mix with your alfalfa is fine. Um, I just think everything should be done in a balance. As far as feed goes, I've never been one to feed a lot of grain. Um, back in the early 90s, I did feed more of a Omeline 200 type sweet feed. But as I learned more about nutrition, found that most horses do better on a higher fat, lower starch diet for their muscles and overall health. Um, but to feed what the bag says is appropriate for the size horse and activity that ours have. I never could feed or wanted to feed that much. So instead, I became a distributor for Dynamite, which is a 100% certified organic um, natural feed mill. Um, and they're in Idaho and Iowa and um, they have two different females because they have cat food, dog food, and horse, um, goats, you name it. So anyways, um, I wanted to feed a more natural, balanced diet. So I put out loose minerals and salts so my horses could get what they want when they want based on weather, stress, and conditions of grass and hay. Um, then I added a vitamin and mineral to their feed every day so I could feed a half 
a quarter to a half a scoop of feed once or twice a day with their one ounce of vitamins and minerals and I didn't have to feed pounds of feed uh, and worry about ulcers or hot horses or anything like that. So that was my preference to feed bulk of hay and I always made sure they have forage available. Um, I personally fed hay three times a day and then of course they had their grass pastures as well. Um, that's how I currently do everything. Um, and again, I don't feed any feed if they're not working. They just get their vitamin and mineral supplement. And then, of course, Dynapro has a prebiotic that you put a couple cc's on their food a day. And I love that because I feel like their strength and their immune system comes from their gut. I feel like over 70% of their health comes from a healthy gut for their immune system. So just like myself, I take a prebiotic daily for healthy gut flora. And I think that's important for horses too. There's also been tests that most horses, they say 70 or 80%, I don't know, it's pretty high, can get ulcers if not in the... Um, you know, gastric ulcers. If not in the front, it can be even in the hindgut. So I do as a preventative <clears throat> miracle clay, which is calcium bentonite from dynamite. And I just make a really thick clay water that I put on their feed per day because I like to soak soak their feed uh, with a little bit of, I'll put a little bit of hay pellet in with their little bit of grain. And so then I add water, the clay water, and water and then their uh, vitamin and their prebiotic and that's basically what they get once a day and then in the evening um, I usually do that in the morning <clears throat> and then the evening it's just um, the hay pellet with a little bit of grain or hay, you know the high fat low starch feed and you can feed whatever brand you want it really doesn't matter when you're feeding that low Seminole is good they have I think it's Dynasport um they're, they keep their cow and their hay and horse feed mills separate, which is very important. Um, but there are many brands out there, Neutrina. Um, there's a lot of brands out there that have the high fat, low starch. Um, for me, I had to learn that the hard way. I had a mare tying up from... Um, carbohydrates so she had to switch over and then she never tied up again um, that was my mare bell in the early 2000s <coughs> I think it was like 2003 or 5 or somewhere in there so um, those are things that you have to consider as well for their health of their muscles um, some horses mares especially can be very oh you know they get their their bodies a little bit out of whack um, just with hormones. So Dynamite has a nice magnesium supplement. Um, they have Easy Boy or Easy Balance and that can get, you know, level off and calm horses that can be a little bit more hot, whether it's a gelding or a mare, but mare, sometimes the extra magnesium is helpful. Um, it, they also have a TNT, which is all in one. And that is the Dynamite vitamin and mineral with the uh, easy balance in there for the extra magnesium as long as well as the is mine for the electrolytes and then the joint supplement for the um, glycosamine conjunct sulfate um, yucca msm all of that is in the all-in-one so um, when i was competing that was the way i would go um, 
I actually even do it now with my mares just for their arthritis in their older years. Um, so there's a lot of options that way. And I just like working with one company for me. Dynamite was my pick because I knew they were natural. I knew um, they were all synergistically designed to go together. So even if I had a hoof problem, I could get their Dyna hoof and add that to get the extra biotin and other hoof important things. Is it methylene? I always say that word wrong too. Good thing I'm not a vet, huh? So anyways, um, medical words have never been my favorite, um, or, or feed ingredients. Um, but it should be simple. The label shouldn't be 20 things that you have no idea what it is. It, we want to keep our feed simple. So I, again, only want to feed high quality hay, low feed, and my vitamin mineral supplement along with my prebiotic. And I do add the clay water as a preventative for ulcers. So that's the gist of it. Again, 95% um, of horses, that would be enough. But then there is an exception to the rule where they may need a little tweaking, a joint supplement or a hoof supplement or maybe a magnesium supplement, something like that for the exception to the rule. But a, just a solid foundation to me is key. And that comes from quality hay, uh, keeping a schedule, always having clean water to your horses, you know, keeping them on a regular hoof trimming and dental program, having your vet check them once a year, um, preventatively when they do Coggins. Um, you know, just obviously if you're competing on a barrel horse, Let's just face it, any barrel horse that's running 1D or 2D levels is going to be high maintenance because they try so hard every single run. They're going to sore themselves just because they're out there trying so hard. The 3D and 4D horse will need the maintenance and the care too, but they're not going to probably sore themselves as often as your 1D and 2D horse. So, you know, your chiropractic, your massage, your extra therapies you can do, your vet care is going to be a little bit more often and your vets are probably going to have a variety of ideas for you. Um, I'm not a huge steroid person. I never have been. I've seen the long-term effect Um I've also experienced it in my own hip. It gave me relief for a month and then I was in more pain after, maybe because I overdid it. Maybe it affected the joint. I don't know. But I tried it once and I was not a fan for my own personal self. Um, so a lot of people immediately go to hoof injections or hawk injections and stifles, etc. SIs, but if you can avoid that and do other things like oral supplements first and then maybe Adequan Legends or, you know, Summit, there's a lot of things people are doing, Pentasi, Pentacin, however you say that one, um, Pentacin Gold. There's a lot of different um, muscle and and such joint supplements that affect the entire body rather than going into an individual joint that could be an option before you do that. Um, there's other things out there a little bit more pricey in, in theories. Um, you know, you've got your stem cell. There's other things they're doing now too. Um, there's just so many options out there. So get with a good hospital or performance sports medicine vet and um, 
and just talk to them and trust your gut on what you think is right for your horse and ask questions about side effects and longevity as well. So you don't want to just mask pain temporarily to have a horse that's going to be crippled worse afterwards. So those are all things. Are we doing this preventative? Are we doing this just to get by? You know, those are important questions to ask your vet. So, um, as far as other care, I fell in love with doTERRA essential oils five or six years ago, and I use them for myself, the horses, the dogs, um, anything from digest in for a little belly ache for the horses or the dogs, um, you know, if their uh, manure gets loose, something like that, you can put it right on the belly button and, um, you know, it works good for if you have a nervous hauler, that kind of thing. Lavender for, you know, wasp stings or bug bites, ant bites. Um, calming as well. I love balance, the grounding oil. Um, there's Intune, the focus blend. Those are my those are my go-to before competition. Uh, for the mares, the Clary Calm is really good for the ovaries when they're PMSing and the pain that goes along with that. So just there's so many nice natural products that you can use. Um, a lot of vets get upset when you they hear you're using essential oils. But if you're not trained in them, I can understand why. And also if you're not using a high quality that could be adulterated or you're using too much incorrectly, absolutely. But I was trained by holistic veterinarians and doctors how to use um, dynamite products and doTERRA. So I had a good year of education in it. So I feel very confident with the quality of the products and also the training that I received. And I still have those groups that I can go to whenever I have an issue because I'm a member of those those groups. Um, and you get in those groups through my team, which is really cool. A lot of people in my group, I see go in there and ask questions on, you know, what to use for what. And the doctors are in there and they'll give some good feedback. So that's helpful. Um, so anyways, the veterinarians and doctors um, of holistic practitioners. So anyhow, um, you know, I've used Cypress with fractionated coconut oil for my mare's cellulitis. I've used um, tea tree and clove for um, my abscesses. Uh, you know, just there's a variety. I've used the deep blue um, soothing and such for the um, sore muscles. So I really um, have had a lot of good luck with with the oils for, um, for things like that, for joints and muscles and just something natural and to use. The thing about oils is you have to use them more often, like the repellent blend. Um, I'll put that on Rocky's ears, Terra Shield, so he doesn't rub his ears raw from gnats or bugs bothering him. And I'll do it twice a day. Um, and one drop and my hand massage and he doesn't rub his ears and we went from no hair on his ears to getting all his hair back just by doing that so again um nutrition and care just less is more keep it simple um you know have a team of professionals from your Farrier is so important. If your horse's feet are not balanced, they're not going to be balanced. One thing I always try to do when I was competing was get my horse's feet balanced, my horse's body work done, and my body work done all within the same week so that when we were competing, we were all balanced together and 
you know, at the end of that five or six, five weeks and it was time to get us all balanced again. Um, you know, that's, that's what I did. So, so anyways, just, you know, think about things on a, um, less is more, you know, you, you don't want to get where you're putting so many different brands together or concoctions that you may be causing imbalances and lots of toxic overload or synthetics in the body. So as much, as much natural as you can do is, is better and keep it as simple as possible is my recommendation. And quality does matter. I know it's expensive to feed hay and I know people like to cut corners, but in the long run, a, a horse that has received the nutrition that it needs is going to last longer than a horse that is deficient. So keep that in mind when you're looking at um, quality. Um, you can always get hay tested or ask your feed stores about the the um, the uh, levels in your hays and such, and they they should know approximates or they can get that from their hay buyers, um, companies that they go through. So anyhow, thanks for tuning in. And, um, as always ride with heart and thank you.